1: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe. And we are back. The next version of Penny Hardaway and Shaq, you can call it Combo and Max Combo.
0: How are you? What's the vibes, Max Van Auken from the MVP podcast?
1: Um, it's good vibes, Combo from Combo's Court. I feel like I Every intro, I want to just completely be better than the previous intro. So I'm c- like continuously trying to like just be better every episode. So I felt like we're the next version of Shaq and Penny. Obviously, we're an Orlando Magic pod. It made sense. Are you okay with that analogy?
0: I like <laughs> Max and Combo or Combo and Max, but yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Okay. Okay. I mean,
1: I didn't say who was Shaq or, you know, I mean, you are 6'5", so you probably would be Shaq. I'd be Penny. Um,
0: I play, I played nothing like Shaq, but okay, um, right? It's fine, right? Right?
1: Okay. Well, I could, I'll, I'll do better next time. But anyway, Combo, <laughs> how are you, man? Every how's everything? How's life? How's a baby, Combo? Talk to me.
0: Baby Combo's good, man. He's good. He's been really interested in the cars. Um, not as much on basketball lately, but we're aiming for the twenty thirty eight draft or the twenty thirty six. I got to get my numbers together.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we got to get that underway because we're going to have to have him on the pod. What, if, what Would you be the first host to interview his son before he gets drafted?
0: That'd be interesting. It, it's had to happen before, right?
1: Um, not a podcast, not that I'm aware of. I mean, obviously, like you think of like Adele Curry, um, Clay Thompson's dad does broadcast work, but like they didn't interview them before they entered the draft.
0: Yeah, we could probably do a couple podcasts leading all the way up to that, all the way through the process, you know?
1: Yeah, a little behind the scenes.
0: you got to trust the process.
1: So you could be the next LeVar Ball.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, look, LeVar's kids have done great, and I think jell going to actually get into the NBA eventually.
1: Okay. All right, we may be on to something here. Um, have you seen King Richard by any chance?
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, Max. Wow. Totally
1: okay, well, stop what we're doing real quick. Just a quick... Uh, gonna go off topic just very quickly. You need to go see King Richard. It's with Will Smith, and it's about Serena and Venus Williams, and he's the father. It's obviously based on a true story, um, and them making it out of Compton. He had this vision. I'm not well. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. You know, they end up becoming crazy success, successful, but he basically has this vision and this belief in his two daughters, like before they were even born, and he has this plan for them. And no matter what they go through, no matter who they face, no matter what obstacle it is. He has this unbelievable belief that his two daughters are going to be the best of all time, and obviously it comes to fruition and it makes. But he was almost like Lavar before Lavar, but he didn't have social media. Like you only saw him on TV, and so, but the way he goes back and forth with the bigger people and um, media, it, it's really incredible. Like I think you would absolutely love that movie. I would recommend it any day of the week.
0: I don't watch movies often, but maybe I will check it out. It sounds great, and I think we've seen this story before. Some of the stories turn out great, um, and some of them don't turn out as great. When you have that father who's, you know, really into that athlete's life and really pushing them, like uh, Tiger Woods, obviously became the greatest golfer of all time. But we also seen guys like Marinovich, and it didn't turn so it didn't turn out so well for them. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting dynamic, you know. Definitely worth the watch.
1: It's definitely worth the watch. And then obviously, so you we,
0: watch it. Where, where could you find it?
1: Um, look at this—a free sponsor for I think it's HBO Max, I believe. Ooh, so, Max. See. I see
0: what you. I see what you did there.
1: Has my name in it. It does. So, but definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. But um, I know we're going to get into some a magic basketball. We'll get into the schedule and what's been happening, um, what's going to happen. But out-the-gate combo, I sent you a post on Instagram, um, and a lot of people are making the case for Franz Wagner to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. And I mean, his stats um, are actually pretty, they're really impressive. I mean, this is his rookie year, he's averaging almost 16 points per game, about 4.6 rebounds, 2.7 assists, he's shooting 45% from the field um 37 from three his free throws are unbelievable 83.6 it's impressive what have what have you taken away from france and um should he be in the running for rookie of the year
0: oh he should definitely be in the running i think it's between scotty barnes evan mobley and him but he's been trending upwards lately and he's such a skilled player and he plays with so much poise for his age he's been great lately um you know i like scotty barnes as the Rookie of the Year so far, but that's partly because I tried to tell everybody how good that guy would be. But not only that, um, I, I, I've been praising Barnes for a while, even back when he was in Florida State. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he wasn't in the top five for a lot of boards and mocks, even though he ended up being draft fourth. But I also think he does, I know where the Magic Podcast, he does have the better team. And I think Scottie Barnes is the player that could contribute to a good basketball team right now. Not saying Primes can't, but I just feel like Scotty Barnes is a very good NBA player already, right? Um, But Franz has been great, and he's definitely in the running. There's no question. I mean, he's he's on top of the NBA's rookie ladder, so you can't say he's not in the running. He's definitely in the running, but it's probably between Mobley, Barnes, and Franz. And I love what Franz is doing this year,
1: right? And I I was really high on Scotty Barnes as well. Like I I remember telling um, on Atlanta radio station um, before the draft. I'm like, yes, Scotty is someone who's not getting talked about enough. But he does everything well. He's athletic. He has that motor. And right, we say the dual forward position, as Rashad would say, he's averaging 15 points per game, eight rebounds, three assists. Um, he's everywhere on the court. Obviously, we know what he does defensively. And then you look at Evan Mobley. Evan's averaging 14.7, 8, and 2. Obviously, it's not all stats. you got to think about situation, their impact. So I would agree with you. Scotty Barnes would be my number one. But the fact that Orlando Magic, we thought they were either going to draft Scotty Barnes... Or we didn't know what the situation was going to be. And I think Toronto threw everybody off when they initially drafted Scottie Barnes. A lot of people thought it was going to be Jalen Suggs. So it's just interesting how Orlando still, even though not getting the Scottie and they still do have Jalen Suggs, France is the guy who is in the running. Because, I mean, obviously Jalen Suggs was the guy who was picked higher.
0: Yeah, not to make this all about me, but I think I had a tweet that night like that Toronto really won with that pick, even though, I think toronto fans i don't remember the exact tweet but toronto fans weren't too happy about that pick right and i thought they totally won in that top five area i thought that was a great draft pick for toronto and i think you know i think jalen's like i've always had scotty you know i always thought scotty was going to be the better nba player than jalen for a while now but you know jalen's going to be good man he'll turn around i I think we need to have patience when it comes to jalen um and just let him develop so yeah now,
1: we always talk about this as a young team, a young identity, like who right now you're trying to figure out who does what? Markel Fultz, we're still waiting for his return. Um, but I think you and I both have agreed right now this season's have been about Cole Anthony has been that guy. Um, but who's to say does Franz Wagner, do you ever see him saying, you know what, this is like is this the player he will be and continue to improve, or do you believe the sky is the limit for him where this could actually be his team? Like what kind of role do you foresee him? playing in the future because we've both said this season's really not about winning believe it or not I know that's a really weird thing to say in sports but it's about finding identity so what is his identity going forward is he someone that yeah he's a great complimentary piece or does he have a higher projection than Cole Anthony does he have a higher projection than Jalen Suggs where do you see him in this future
0: too early to tell but we see with the Bulls it's good to have two superstars you know two stars and those guys on the Bulls are in similar positions than Franz and and Cole so you know you always mention Penny and Shaq so why not have two stars you need at least two or three stars to win a championship in the future so I think it's too early to tell but we'll just see how development goes with both those players they're both really young
1: right okay no that that's a that's a great answer I think Cole's averaging what almost 20 a game Um, yeah I think
0: he's like he's not gonna make the all-star team because of Orlando Magic success but he's like in that outer mix for all-stars, in my opinion, in that outer mix. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we know how stacked back the backcourts are in each conference, but yeah, Cole Anthony's average about 20 a game. I mean, they do have a very nice young core. I like RJ Hampton still. I mean, you have Mo Bamba. We talk about France, you have Jalen Suggs, Markel, um, Gary Harris, they, they have the young core. So like if you, to your point, if you develop, you keep this young core, It may not be the season you're looking for right now, but maybe in a season or two or three, we're looking at a really great young core that's making an impact on the league. I think that's what they're hoping for, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Along with a lot of other teams, you know, like OKC, Houston. I think these teams are not in win-now mode, obviously. You're looking to see what players are developing, how they're developing, and who do you want to move forward with.
1: Agreed, combo. Agreed. Now, and I don't want to mean we have the moment of the week. How we do every episode later? So I hope I'm not. Nah, maybe I'll wait. I'll wait. I don't want to spoil it for you, just in case it is your moment of the week. So we'll hold off on that. Um, let me let me remember what I was going to say though. But so let's look at the upcoming schedule. They have the Seventy Sixers tomorrow. They have the Pistons on Saturday. Um, they have the Wizards on Sunday. Then they have the Wizards again, and then they have the Hornets. So you're looking at a pretty decent schedule coming up. It's not like they're playing the top seeds back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I remember last time we were talking about it, they had to play Milwaukee back-to-back. Back. So this is a pretty good stretch where they could have an impact and have some wins on the road and at home. Um, what do you foresee this schedule, like the the schedule coming up? Is there any games you're looking at that kind of stick out to you or just kind of roll with the punches?
0: I'd roll with the punches. Who do you like, Max?
1: I'm liking the Magic to probably lose to the Sixers because I like uh, Joel Embiid just playing like an animal. He's just a beast. Um, I think they could he beat really, the – He really is,
0: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's – I love Embiid because oh, he, he has sure, that dog. He went
0: right – remember when he went right at the Red yes. and he wasn't even there? That's
1: why I love it. That's why I love yeah. that dog mentality. He has some t- – there's times where I'm like, okay, Embiid, you are the leader of the team, but there's other times where I'm like, okay, that's that dog that you love to see from your star – um, they're playing Cade Cunningham. That's going to be a tough one, but I believe they could win that game against the Pistons.
0: Um, the Wizards. Yo, the, yo, the Pistons just upset the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, we'll see if they could continue that going, but that's a nice, you know, it's good to see Cade and, uh, Sadiq Bay had a breakout game. It's good to see how those players do against Orlando and what Orlando can do against them with all those young prospects. I like games like that. It kind of got that like summer league feel, you know? You have to watch all these young prospects play against each other.
1: Right. And then they're playing the Wizards, who are the 7th seed in the East, and then the Hornets, who are the 8th seed in the East. Now, granted, it's still early in the season, but the Hornets played in the play-in tournament last year. If I'm not mistaken, Russell Westbrook played in the play-in tournament last year with the Wizards. So when you have those two teams who experienced what it's like to be right down to the wire, I feel like they kind of have that in the back of their head considering it was just the previous season. So I think those games are actually going to be more difficult than what they look like on paper.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, the wizards are a tough team because they just got so many good players, you know? Yeah. And if they figure they're like a high variance team, because if they figure it out, they can be really good, but then they have these interesting personalities where it could also like go the other way, you know? Right. Not a lot of teams have the amount of good NBA players that those guys do. They got like a lot of guys that are like right outside that all-star level, but they have a lot of them, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. They're deep. And, Combo, I know we're we're gonna go into our moment of the week and some individual play uh, coming up, but the fact that the now you and I have been both really high on Lonzo Ball, we like the Zach Levine and Demar Derozan's an MVP candidate, but the Bulls are the first in the East, and then what surprises me? So then you have the Nets at two, Bucks at three, Heat at four. We kind of foresaw those teams; those are really elite teams. But the Cavs are at five, the fifth seed in the East, are the Cavaliers. I know this is a Magic podcast, but I don't think anyone saw this, right? We talked about how good Evan Mobley's been, but did you think the Cavs were going to be the fifth seed in the East this far?
0: I don't think anybody saw that. Um, And also with that, with the way they have two bigs, you think about the modern NBA, and it's like the small ball era, and see how well that's working. Uh, Actually, the Orlando Magic tries it out sometimes, you know, Wendell and Bamba, and there's a couple teams doing it, in the end, it's not working as well with their two bigs who are really good, who might be on the trade market soon. But, yeah, I don't think anybody for so But Darius Garland has took a leap. You know, uh, Jared Allen's improving every year. Evan Mobley, like Scotty Barnes, is already a good NBA player and an above average defensive player already. And they're both going to like him and Scotty Barnes are going to be great defenders probably within a year, you know, so. They just had the right mix of players. And Rubio was playing great. I, I always thought Rubio was tremendously underrated. He's a really, really good NBA player. Unfortunately, he's hurt, and Rondo will be taking his place. So we'll see how that goes for them.
1: And I'm calling it right now. So Colin Sexton's my guy. I know um, my cousin went yeah, to school I like with him.
0: Colin, I liked him since summer league. Colin right. Sexton is good.
1: I love yeah. Colin. My cousin went to school with him. I've interviewed him. He, He's awesome. He has that dog mentality. He's going to play defense. He doesn't care who he's playing against. This shows me that I believe he will become a New York Nick. I don't have, like, an inside source. I don't have any, no, there's no leaks, nothing like that. But the Cavs are being successful without him. Not that he's a bad player, but I know that they're having that success. So as management, typically, you see that. You have a young player coming off an injury. Um, if you can get the right in return, I believe they'll move off Colin, which is best for both parties. And I think he would be a perfect fit with Tom Thibodeau. Just defense, hardworking, play a lot of minutes, play hard. They need, granted, Kemba has been balling out, but Derrick Rose's injury, I think Collin would fit exactly with the Knicks' identity with the Julius Randle, that gritty, that toughness, and he just adds to their backcourt, which they need. I think Colin leaves the Cavs and goes to New York. I'm saying it right now.
0: It's an interesting prediction. We'll see if it comes true
1: we'll see combo but then we do have magic we are the 15th in the east we can uh we can't deny that the pistons are the 14th the hawks have been a little interesting at 12th i just wanted to run some of that past you cuz i haven't it's been a while since i just looked at the actual standings um so that's interesting and then we do have the lakers coming up this month we have the sixers we have the mavs so it's going to be an exciting month and i like to your point that we've been saying all podcast long i really do think it's about establishing an identity letting your young players develop and they clearly have been able to do so, Combo.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And I guess we could start looking toward the NBA draft soon because Orlando will probably have a pretty good pick, right? Yeah. And,
1: yeah, that's actually a really good point. And I, what, they're they're well, so elite. We get,
0: maybe we could do, like, a, eventually a draft episode where we try and look for, like, who would be an ideal pick for them, you know?
1: Yeah. And every year it's like, do you draft who's the best fit or the best player? Like, who's the best available?
0: Uh, best, the way that Orlando is now, you pick the best player
1: yeah, and I would agree. Now, what if it's a yeah. what if it happens to be... Well, Chet Holgrim looks like he's projected to go to Orlando, which would be a match made in heaven because you do have a backcourt already.
0: Well, I would agree that Chet should go number one, but I don't think that's consensus anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if he goes number two, and I know we'll get into this in future episodes, I'm just saying, out the gate, if we get Chet Holgrim, that's I think that's a great fit.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you already have some bigs. I know that... The magic needs some more wings right especially as uh they two two of their top players come back you have a point guard coming back in markel and obviously you have a big um with, and um jonathan isaac whoa there we go with jonathan isaac so yeah you need some wings but i would still go with Chad. he's so versatile who knows he might be a perimeter player at some point with his skill set so very quick might be able to You might be able to roll out like a small big ball, big lineup, if that makes sense. Like just four, three or four guys who are seven feet, you know, because we see some of these teams trending in that direction anyway.
1: Right now, very quickly, this is just—I know—we won't get too far into this. What what are your thoughts on Amadi Bates? Because I believe he entered college early. They said last year, even if he if you were to enter the draft last year out of high school, they said he would either be a top three pick. So he was like, that's how good this guy is. Enters college early and he's playing out of Memphis, what are your thoughts on Amani? Because normally people would say, oh, he's going to be the number one overall for sure, and he's not. What are your thoughts on him?
0: Well, I don't think he's going to go. He's not the 2022 draft. He's the 2023 draft, and I don't think he's going to go number one. But, you know, he's not in a good situation there because they were trying to make him play like a point guard type role or as – We always mentioned Rashad would say a dual forward type role. And I don't really think that's his role. I think he's more of like a straight three. So they're lacking in the point guard position and they wanted him to fill in that role. And it hasn't really worked that well lately, but he's still going to be a lottery pick. Probably not number one.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Just wanted to touch on that, but combo it's time to transition into the rest of the NBA. Um, We have, Kevin Durant's been going crazy, to to your point. I know how much you love KD. Um, Jokic, I said he's the most complete big ever last episode. Is there anything that's going on in the league today that pops out to you before we get into our moment of the week?
0: We discussed the Bulls. That really popped out to me. Uh, Memphis really pops out, the emergence of Desmond Bain. And just watching guys like Trey Young and John Morant, smaller players that a lot of fans will be able to relate to, I think it's such a great thing, and these two guys are going to be a big part of the future of the NBA. So those are some of the things that have stuck out to me.
1: Yeah, and normally, like we've we've talked about before, young players, you try to show how good you are early, and then you don't really affect winning until a couple of years in the league or that second stage well, of your career. Yeah,
0: yeah they're affecting winning already, right? Right,
1: yeah. That's what's so special about it is I mean, Trey's already been at the Eastern Conference Finals. Jaw's already led his team to the playoffs, and it's just they're guards that have shown how good they are early and they're winning so it's like these young players are having an impact early i don't know if you credit that to development to um whatever the case may be but either way these young players are affecting winning earlier and i love to see it,
0: love it. i've always had jaw over trey but it's a lot closer now after what i've seen trade do mm-hmm. against the knicks last year and what he did in the playoffs but just two of those players are just phenomenal. And to see what they could do at their size. I mean, I know Trey's even smaller than draw And not not even as athletic as John. To see what he could do is just, it's just crazy, man. He's just like, I think he's even underrated, Trey, to be honest. Well, they're not it's doing
1: funny. this as good as people. Like, they were my sleepers in the East. And I'm still going to stick to my guns here. But a lot of people don't, the Hawks aren't doing what they thought they were going to do. And so I think yeah, that's and, why. And,
0: and it's interesting, like, to play devil's advocate, like, were the Knicks really last year? Even though they played great in the regular season, right? Like, did they kind of regress to who they really are this season? You know,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: I mean, Atlanta had so much success versus them, but how good were they really? You know, the Knicks. So it's interesting. It's all interesting. They but need Trey to... is great either way. Either way,
1: Trey needs to be a starter in the All Star team, though, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the fans will vote him in. I think he has a great fan base. You know,
1: and Ja, this will be his first year as an All Star.
0: Yeah, he's an All Star. So the three locks for the All-Star in the West are obviously Jokic, Steph, and LeBron. So we'll see who gets in there on the West, but I think Ja has to be in there.
1: Yeah, no, Ja has to. Another player I want to just bring up very uh, quickly is Damian Lillard. I talked about this on my last podcast on the Max Van Aken podcast, and I said we need to value Dame in real time because we always talk about Dame time, right? Making clutch shots and being the clutch player he is, but Combo, he's a guy where either like when you look in the history books like future generations who've never seen these people play right you're you're not you're going to look at team success Damian Lillard doesn't have a lot of team success That's not his fault it's it's Portland and I don't ever really see him leaving and unless something crazy happens where they get a free agent or injuries he's not going to win a championship in Portland then you look at individual accolades he doesn't have MVPs he doesn't have scoring titles you're going to look at this guy and say why do we place him so highly like you're going to have to watch the tape so it's going to Rely on us watching him in real time to understand and tell people how good he was. Like a Russell Westbrook, who I believe he's better than. And every time you see them play, I believe he's a better player than Russell Westbrook. He's going to be in the record books for the triple doubles. Like Steve Nash has MVPs. Chris Paul's been to the finals. And you start going down the list. Where are you going to put Dame?
0: You know, somebody who's a coach in the NBA. I've talked to really. He, he's not. He wasn't a head coach. He was you know on the coaching staff. He mentioned to me recently that he thinks that if Dame was on the Warriors, it wouldn't be that much of a drop off. And I started in like you saying, like, but how about what Steph does off the ball? And he said, yeah, he said Dame would be able to adjust to that as well. So that was like really interesting and telling to see how high that he rated Dame Miller. And you know, I can't really say that I totally disagree with him. So I mean, I think Dame is on a really high level. I do think he might have some injuries because he, he's been struggling as of late, even though he's at times picked it up. And the Olympics was a struggle for him. But, I mean, Dame is – he could help any team contend, you know. He could help any of those contenders, obviously.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, he's been the second-best point guard in the league for several years. But it's like he has nothing to show for it. And that's not to his fault. I'm not bashing him. I'm showing how great he is. But at just looking at it, and you look at point guards already, like I think Trey Young, I mean, he's already been in the Eastern Conference Finals, and John Morant's winning now. It's just I wonder how we're going to remember Dame in the history books.
0: Yeah, I think he'll remember well because he has so many great moments.
1: Right. Yeah, he's a moments guy. He'll be the greatest Portland trailblazer ever. I mean, Clyde's number two. Right.
0: Actually, no. Sorry, Bill. Wal- Bill Walton's number two. And
1: then you have Clyde. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Clyde spent more years in his prime on Portland, so Bill Walton's peak was crazy.
1: Put respect on Lamarcus Aldridge.
0: I mean, he's great, but I don't think he. He's not on those guys level. No, no, no. In terms but, of all time lazy. but yeah, you know. Lamarcus was a problem. And, and he's doing really well, man. Like, yo, his efficiency from the mid range is crazy. Like he's kinda he you know what? He reminds me of he he's a better player than this guy, but like I remember watching Charles Oakley play as a kid, and like I just never remember him missing mid range. And it's kinda like that with Lamarcus, just mm-hmm. from the eye test. Yeah. Obviously if you look at the numbers, they miss, but it just doesn't seem like it.
1: Right. Um The last thing I want to tell you before we get into our moment of the week combo: I am looking at the Western Conference standings. So, look, the Grizzlies are the fourth seed, right? We talked about Jaw with twenty-four wins. The fifth through ninth is like the fifth seed is the Nuggets, eighteen and seventeen. The sixth is the Mavericks, nineteen and eighteen. The seventh is the Clippers, nineteen and nineteen. The Lakers are eighth, nineteen and nineteen, and then the Timberwolves are seventeen and twenty. Like that, five through eight is just all one game apart. So, it's going to be complete chaos towards the end of the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree, Max.
1: Nasty stuff, but combo moment of the week. I don't believe. I don't know if you went first last week or if I went first, but I mean, I, I'm a pass first type of guy. On um, when it comes to podcasting on the court, I do shoot the ball, but I'll pass it to you, combo.
0: Let's take it to football. Antonio Brown stepping off, the, stepping off the field mid game.
1: Yeah, come that's... on, man.
0: That that has to be the moment of the week.
1: Wow, you're taking it to a different sport. I have to respect that. That's a thing we've never seen before.
0: I mean, how, how can somebody argue that's not the moment of the week? You
1: know? No, yeah, that that's the talking point of everyone's show now. I mean, it's just something. I've seen a couple different takes on it, and I've seen a couple different um, opinions. And I'm just going to say this: you never know what someone's truly going through, so you can't always just say what's happening. But it's not right what he did. That's no secret. Um, but I do definitely think there needs to be. Um, he does. He does have a history of just being arrogant and getting in trouble. I know we talk about mental health and it's a very serious topic, but I don't think this is something that just emerged as him acting out of control. I think he had. He does have a history of doing such things. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you also don't want to assume what somebody is not going through or going through. You know exactly, like. I see people assuming whatever it may be. And I mean, look, if he didn't tell you or I don't know, was it wasn't diagnosed by somebody you know personally or that person knows, like it's all just assumptions. So you could, you know, say whatever you want, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guy. So I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what he's not going through. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of like hard to speak on, you know,
1: it is combo. It is, but, uh, my moment of the week. Is going to be the guy. He's my age. He's averaging twenty eight and nine and a half assists. This guy we just talked about Portland. Well, this is what he did to Portland. He had fifty six points, sixty five percent from the field. He had seven threes out of twelve attempts. That's fifty eight percent. And on top of everything, he had fourteen assists. He is a, he should be a starter in the All Star game. He's a top five point guard in the world right now. And his name is Trey Young. That's my moment of the week combo.
0: So let me ask you a question. If you had the game he had, if he did, how would you feel about that game?
1: If I what? I'm sorry? If you lost. Oh, I would be highly upset. I'm a competitor. And so if I do that no, well. You
0: draw 56, man. That's it, bro. Nah. You're good, man.
1: I mean, I would feel great that I had a great performance. But at the end of the day, I, I lost. You, ra- you know? Like, that's got to be frustrating.
0: You'd rather, you rather drop 56 or drop one and win? 56. <laughs> now you're being honest now, come on because uh, at now the end of the day padding. it is a
1: business padding. i need to get paid so i i want to drop that 56 points but kobe i believe said this so the late great kobe bryant he said it's hard like you're when you have to drive to the arena and you know you have to score 30 or 40 points like eventually that gets old oh,
0: yeah. you know i've been there bro you
1: know what i mean combo you're you're a problem on the court i've seen you
0: yeah no i've definitely been there before. I've, I've like on it like I'm not comparing myself to Colby, but I've been in situations like that where, you know, it was really rough. I had no help the first half of the season, and then we got some help, and everything was a lot better, you know. It was a lot better once you get some help with you and guys that can play. It just makes your life so much easier.
1: Right, yeah. But, yeah, that's my moment of the week. The guy just scored 56, if I'm not mistaken. That's his career high to go with 14 assists. It's just unreal. He's doing it at six two. Whatever he is, it's just how skilled he is. You talk about the small guards impacting the game. I love watching Trey play, and when he played the Orlando Magic, I, I love the Magic. Obviously, we're a Magic podcast. He completely just dissected our defense from the start to finish.
0: Didn't Jason? Didn't um? Didn't uh? Jalen Brown just drop fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown's a problem I always, too. Been, I always been high on him. I always been a little bit higher on him than most, and a little bit lower on Tatum than most. I know you
1: have, and I think that duo ends up splitting up sooner than later.
0: Well, we'll see. I just recorded a pod yesterday, and um, I don't want to announce it yet because it's not out yet, who it is. But he was talking about um, that when you have two good NBA – like, you need talent to win in the NBA. So when you have talent like that, you don't want to really give it up that easily. Right. Because who who are you going to get for them? Like, that's what he was saying. And that made a lot of sense. It but, does. you know, it's just a lot of iso ball, your turn, my turn. So I see both sides of it. Yeah,
1: right. At the end of the day, talent does win. That's no secret, but it has to fit.
0: Yeah, it has to fit. But everybody thought that, like, that's a great fit when you need, like, multiple wings, you know, in the NBA. So that was always – but we'll see. We'll see. You know, the NBA is always trending and new and different directions.
1: Yes, sir, Combo Nation. Where can they find you? Combo, let's do your famous outro.
0: They can find Max on Instagram on Max underscore Van underscore Auken. That's M A X underscore V A N underscore A U K E N. You can catch Max wherever you listen to podcasts. He got a new logo, um, on the Apple Podcast app. Combo's logo is revamped and updated on the Apple Podcast app, just like it is everywhere else. So you can catch my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Combo's Court. C o m b o s c o u r t. You catch me on Twitter, same name as the podcast, Combo's Court, and you catch me on Instagram, the one two combo. It's o n e t w o c o m b o. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, the Believe in Magic podcast.
1: That could be your best one. It was smooth,
0: no errors. I like it, Combo. Send it to me. Will Stay do.
1: Cracking. Combo. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Talk soon, later, bro.